Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Howard Beck coming up here momentarily. We still have more items on Gordon's list to get to throughout the show. Not Sports Report uh, coming up at uh, 4.50. Uh, Gordon, and uh, interested or, or eager to talk to Howard, uh, not just about what's going on in, in the NBA, obviously off the floor at the moment, but uh, also Howard uh, makes his home there in New York. And uh, that's, that's kind of the, the center of it all. Uh, right now, or certainly the worst um, worst part of the pandemic in this country, and we'll we'll talk to Howard about how things are going there. Yeah, he is in the belly of the beast right now. Of course, a lot of ple- a lot of people are in that situation uh, globally, and uh, this is. Uh, I hope, if nothing else, that this unifies us to some extent. Now, I've heard different reports on whether it is or it isn't. But it's weird to be physically separated from one another and yet to somehow have to come together to beat this thing. Yeah, no no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, that's a little bit more difficult than somewhere like New York where there's a lot of people living in a, in a very small, I guess, yes. uh, you know, piece of land. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, on an island in a lot of cases and certainly in New York City. So uh, we'll we'll talk to Howard about that and we'll, we'll talk to him about the big news here locally, of course, Gordon, is everybody from the Jazz has kind of been cleared to live life again. And Rudy and Donovan, uh, you know, have uh, gotten through their battle with the virus. So that's, uh, of course, big news we'll ask Howard about. In fact, let's get to it. It's time for your daily assist. Austin? It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for Bleacher Report, Howard Beck. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Daily Assist brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out online, leesheatac.com. Out to the Sprint special guest line we go. Lease any phone and get an iPad or Samsung Tab A for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. From the Bleacher Report, he's our good friend Howard Beck. Howard, first and foremost, how are you? How uh, family, everybody doing all right? Good afternoon, fellas. Yep, I'm good. Family's good. Um, nothing, nothing's changed for us. Just uh, a lot of uh, hours spent in the apartment over the last week since I last chatted with you. But uh, status quo. You know, I, I'm sure we're going to ask you about this every week. But uh, you being there in in New York, how is your community handling this? You know, it's interesting because you know when I you know I grew up in California, and every time there was you know say an earthquake. If I was living in the Bay Area where I grew up and there was an earthquake in L.A., then people back east are always like, are you guys okay? And then, folks, we're like, you know, 500 miles from the earthquake. Um, And then it's always like this, right? Like wherever in the country you are, there's a report from somewhere, something's going on, and it just feels like like it's consuming an entire city or state. And um, I have, and I'm I'm grateful for this, I've gotten a lot of uh, texts in the last couple of days from, from friends around the country and people in the NBA going, how are you guys doing? I think because obviously all the reports on CNN are, are obviously about New York being really the epicenter right now of, of the pandemic. And it's, it's interesting. You don't feel it on a day-to-day basis because, one, we are social distancing, so we are 
staying in our apartment most of the day. Two, when we do leave, we're just, you know, taking walks around the neighborhood. Um, what you notice, as I think I might have mentioned last week, is this things are just really, really quiet. And there's not a lot of traffic, which is very strange for New York. And obviously a lot of our restaurants and shops are closed or doing, you know, limited service, takeout, that kind of stuff. And so it's, it's just eerily quiet. You can tell that things are not normal here. But in terms of the the impacts of the pandemic and how bad it's gotten here, I see the numbers the same as you guys do. I don't feel it because we're not near a hospital and I don't work in a hospital, but I'm, I'm reading and watching and as am, you know, I'm as alarmed and, you know, um, concerned as anybody else. And it, and it does cause a certain amount of anxiety, especially when you hear where the stats are and where they're headed probably and what the trend lines are. And, um, but all we can do is, is, you know, keep, you know, practicing good habits, not go out much except when we need to, to take a walk, get fresh air, go to, to, to you know, get some groceries and, um, and, you know, all the usual stuff, hand washing, all that. But um, it's, 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 I'm sure there are neighborhoods here where you feel it more acutely, or if you've got, you know, friends or loved ones in the medical profession, I think you'd be feeling it really intensely just because of the stories you'd be hearing every day and the concern you'd have for them. Um, but I, I feel kind of cut off from that, just being in our, our, our little, you know, you know, whatever, half-mile radius here that we have barely strayed from. Obviously, Howard, we're concerned about everyone who comes down with uh, the coronavirus. But, uh, you know, uh, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, who so famously tested positive with it, were cleared uh, today. So uh, that was a little bit of good news. Yeah, good news there. Um, apparently, uh, Christian Wood is also in the clear now. You know, eventually, I'm sure we'll be hearing that Marcus Smart and Kevin Durant and the unnamed others from the Lakers and Nets, uh, I'm sure we'll all be fine, too. I mean, I, I, I would expect nothing else. Um, it's not that that uh, people in that age range can't die from the from the virus. We've, we've seen plenty of reports of people of, of all ages, um, even people who were as far as they knew, completely healthy and had no underlying concerns or compromised immune systems or anything else. So it is, it, it can be deadly and, and, you know, to people of all ages and, and um, health profiles, we know that. But I, I think, yeah, listen, hearing that these guys are in the clear, it's a relief, but I think it's what we all expected to. Um, these, these are obviously some of the, the you know, best conditioned people on earth and uh and our, our pictures of health so um yeah thankful to hear that um but certainly what we would have expected and listen you know as much as the nba has done a, a, a really good job of educating its players and its teams about what to do ever since the shutdown there's still the possibility that others are going to, to come down with this along the way and you know there the you know concerns about a second wave um, concerns about what happens once the league does start up again, or once society starts up again. You know, there, there. You know, I, I hope there aren't more cases uh, among the NBA, but there, there, there almost certainly will be because there almost certainly will be, obviously, you know, across our society. 
NBA NBA franchises, Howard, like I mean, so many businesses out there are trying to you know adapt to make this uh, as pain, you know as least painful financially as they possibly can, and, and trying different things. What do you think about what the Philadelphia 76ers uh, attempted to do by cutting salaries twenty percent for their employees who made over fifty k, and the backlash that ensued? That was really fascinating to watch. Um, I'm not surprised because, you know, during the lockout in 2011, teams furloughed employees, laid off employees, cut pay, did all kinds of things. Now, that was in the midst of a, of a labor battle, and I think to an extent those employees back then were almost, you know, uh, just just victims of, of the situation where if the NBA is trying to insist that, well, we can't afford to keep going with the structure that we have, then you know, they needed to apply that everywhere. And this is different, obviously. This is not a shutdown for financial reasons, but the the, the shutdown is uh, being forced on them, but it is causing financial woes for the league. Um, And so I'm not surprised that a a team might make this kind of move. I I think it was incredibly tone-deaf and ill-conceived. I think that it was also... Um, too soon. You know, the, the league's been shut down for, at the time that they announced it, less than two weeks, and you're already starting to impose these kinds of, of hardships on your employees. Um, you know, you, you, you know it, it, there's, there's a certain amount of loss that is just kind of understood with this that teams are going to have to take. And, yeah, most of these NBA teams are owned by billionaires now. And, yeah, they can afford the short-term losses much more easily than their employees can afford that 20% pay cut. So it just comes off as callous and tone deaf, especially given the moment and what our country is going through. Um, And, you know, it's just fascinating to see how quickly they doubled back. And uh, kudos to, to Joel Embiid for, I think, triggering a lot of that because his pledge to try to help out those same employees I think really turned the tables on the owners. And, you know, I, I, I tweeted it that day that, you know, we essentially had a millionaire athlete uh, making up the pay or helping out the, 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 or helping restore the pay of the employees who had their salary cut by the billionaire owner. Like it just is a bad look, you know, yeah, he can afford it, but the owners of the Sixers can much more afford it. Um, and so, you know, credit to Joel Embiid for, creating the uh, really awkward optics that I think forced their hand. And, you know, the reports were that not all of their owners, not everybody in their ownership group was on board with that move in the first place. But, you know, it's still early, and we'll have to see, you know, whether other teams try to do the same thing in, in the weeks and months to come because uh, the, 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 the sharper the losses are, the, uh, I think the more likely it is that the teams will try it. Let me ask you a little more about that, Howard, because I don't want to be pessimistic here or anything, but if the if the season is shut down, uh, what happens? How does the league react to that? Do they tre- try to recoup their losses somehow? Does the offseason proceed as it normally would? What, what would you expect if that were the scenario? If the season is wiped out? Yeah. I think it depends on when it actually happens. Um and under what circumstances, you know, uh, Dr. Fauci the other day had, had the quote 
where, you know, you, you don't make the timeline, the virus makes the timeline. And I think it's the most important thing that everybody needs to keep in mind now. Like the, the, the NBA isn't making this timeline. The, the Adam Silver isn't making this timeline. The, 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 the you know, team owners aren't making the timeline. The virus makes the timeline. And all anybody else can do is react. And, you know, if it gets to a point where it's clear that they cannot finish this season, I, I don't know how the league responds to that. Um, I, you know, I, I think depending on where we are at that moment, you know, maybe they still try to fit in some semblance of playoffs so that it feels like there's a finality to the 2019-2020 season. Um, you know, all, all the scenarios that are being bandied about right now are that whenever they resume, whenever it's clear and they're cleared to go, they will have some semblance of a playoffs. They will crown a champion. And then if it pushes back to start of the next season, then it just pushes back to start of the next season. If it goes into the next summer in 2021, then it goes into the, in the summer of 2021. And if that impacts the Olympics, then it impacts the I mean, they, they can only anticipate so much. But I think they are prepared for all of those scenarios. If we don't see another regular season game, Howard, who's your MVP? It's Giannis. I mean, it was certainly Giannis for much of the season anyway, Various other people who were in the running or who looked like they were an interesting candidate at any given moment. But, you know, as, much, as strong as LeBron and the Lakers were coming on, there were still 19 games to go for the Lakers. And I, my feeling is that the Lakers needed those last 19 games. LeBron needed those last 19 games to catch Giannis. Um, his, his numbers were really strong. Their record was strong, but the Bucks' record was still better, and Giannis's numbers were still better. And Giannis was doing it in like three or four minutes less per game. Giannis is only—he only averaged 31 minutes a game this season, and had a lot of fourth quarters off because they were blowing teams out. Number one defense in the NBA, and Giannis is the key to that defense. Number six offense in the NBA, and on top of it all, Giannis was doing it without another superstar. You know, he has a really good supporting cast, and in some ways. His supporting cast, if we go beyond two, if you're talking like three through eight on in the rotation, Milwaukee has the better three through eight. But the Lakers have the better number two with Anthony Davis. And so Giannis is largely you know, elevating a team of really solid players, uh, whereas as LeBron was elevating a team with one other superstar and a bunch of, uh, you know, just, just okay players. Um so I, I, I think that, that for all those reasons, you know, Giannis had the MVP. Not, I don't want to say locked up because those last 19 games matter. That's a big chunk of the season. It, was it possible for LeBron to catch him? Sure, especially if the Bucks faded and the Lakers ended up with the best record in the league. That would have been a, a, a factor worth considering. Giannis had the knee, and who knows? What if Giannis had missed the rest of the season? I don't think that the knee was, was that severe. But what if he had? If he missed a fourth of the season – does it suddenly, or a fifth, or close to a fifth, would it suddenly change the dynamics? Maybe, but we'll probably never know. Howard, Jake brought this up uh, yesterday or somewhere in there. He said so much for moderating the minutes of certain players and resting them <laughs> for for later in the year in the postseason. Now, I guess uh, that really didn't come to any kind of fruition this time around. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, load management uh, became uh, pretty irrelevant. But, I mean, it's, you know, 
there's no planning for something like this. Um, and the interesting thing will be that if the season can resume again, in fact, everybody will be really fresh, but also really rusty. And we may have a different kind of load management if the season resumes because they're going to have to be really careful not to get guys injured by being out of shape. And something I keep saying, there's no way you can stay in shape under these circumstances because all the home gyms in the world aren't giving you the basketball run that you need. And unlike during the lockout season when guys could play pickup, you can't even play pickup. If you're, if you're abiding by all the social distancing rules, you're not even playing pickup. So you're going to go weeks, maybe months, with nothing but you know shooting at your own hoop by yourself, or maybe your your, your kid or your spouse is rebounding for you. Um, so if, if they do start play again, they're going to need you know I think a couple weeks of training camp. They're going to need some scrimmaging, and still I think the basketball could look really rough around the edges when they restart. Well, Howard, we always appreciate you dropping by the show. Thank you very much. And, uh, yeah, don't uh, don't get too bored social distancing. <laughs> appreciate it, fellas. Take care of yourselves. Thanks, Howard. Howard Beck from the Bleacher Report, one of our very favorites, joins us each and every Friday right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Yeah, you know, that's it. Sorry, it go ahead, up, Gordon. It, yeah, it brings up a really interesting point there, Jake, about – how long it'll take these finely tuned athletes to get back where they need to be in order to fully com- compete. Yeah. It, it, it's going to take some sort of training camp, right? I, I mean, I don't know how long that would be, but you'd have to just to get everybody back in some sort of shape where you're not really risking injury by going out there. I mean, we can't all be you, Gordon, who I'm sure could step onto a basketball floor tomorrow and compete at a high level. You know, some of us need to, to ramp up to that. Uh, yeah, it would only take me probably about three years. But, <laughs> Is that uh, all? I thought you've been uh, keeping up with the workouts through this I, I whole thing. Have been, three but like, years. But like Howard was saying, you don't just uh, <laughs> jump out on a basketball court and go full speed <laughs> like that. At least I guarantee you that I don't. But I think even these guys who are so you know so in such great shape, uh, and I, I guarantee you they are pumping iron at home, going through various workouts. They probably have, whether they have trainers uh, in-house or whether they're doing – I thought that was interesting that George Niang informed us yesterday that the Jazz are doing virtual workouts uh, via via Zoom or something so they can work out together without being in the same room. Yeah. Well, you, uh, I mean – it I feel like a broken record when I keep saying this, and we're going to talk to Tom about just this in 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 a moment. But everybody's adapting, right, Gordon? You know, everybody's adapting to try and make the best out of this, and you know, having the ability to do virtual workouts. I mean, uh, Coach Whittingham talked about it when he was on the station earlier this week, where you can you know monitor uh, what your athletes are doing, even if they're not uh, in the same you know state in a lot of cases when it comes to college football. That you can you know keep up with it and do your best. Uh, to continue on with life, and uh, that's what we've all got to do, right? Uh, no doubt about that, and I can guarantee this one thing. It's uh, in, a, in a time of unknown unknowns, this is one thing that I do know. No one, no one who is living through this will ever forget it. That's for sure. All right, joining us now, he is our good friend Tom from the Warehouse, two locations to serve you in Orem at 86 East University Parkway in Salt Lake at 1967 South 300 West, and uh, that's what you guys are doing at the warehouse, Tom. You guys are adapting to do your best to get through this thing. 
That is uh, a very, very good word, adapt, adaptation, whatever you want to say, adapting. We are going to today adapt to the challenges that we've been given. And the only thing we can do is give you an incentive to come and see us. So I'm going to... uh, I'm going to give you the best deals I've ever had. Uh, where do I start? Uh, let's start on adjustable beds, queen adjustable beds, including the mattress, three ninety nine. I've got an upgrade. I've got a I've got a set that's a fifty nine hundred dollar set that I'll do with a gel latex hybrid mattress, thirty five hundred dollar mattress. I'm going to do the entire thing. For eleven ninety nine. If you remember, we did that one time at twelve ninety nine. Yeah, we're a hundred bucks cheaper. Right. I'm going to set it up for you at your house, delivered it for a hundred bucks, and I'm going to give you a free mattress protector. So the the value there is over fifty seven hundred bucks. How about and this is uh, we're going to call it the Gordon Special in honor of Gordon. We have sold hundreds of adjustable king split king beds with incredible mattresses i've got four or five you can choose from your choice and if you've been out looking there these are the ones that are eight thousand to fourteen thousand dollars it's got all of the features it's got um, a usb to charge your phone it's got led lights it's got head up football foot foot up it's got 24 settings of massage it's got all of the features and I, when I blow this out, it's at $2,999. How about we take 150 bucks off of that? And if you understand uh, where we're dealing with this, I'm going to do it for $2,749. Wow. If you can believe that, it's cheaper than our best deal ever because we have to adapt. We have to do something to keep cash flow coming so we can keep people employed and not shut our doors. We want your business. We need your business. If you need anything in the furniture family, let's call it a mattress. You need an ottoman. You need a sofa. You need a bunk bed. Whatever you need, this is the very best time. And I can do with approved credit, 24 months, same as cash. And if your credit is beat up, I have a product that we can give you 100 days, same as cash. There's no credit check. As long as you have a checking account and a job, I can get you approved. So come and see us here at the warehouse. Boom. Thanks, Tom. You are the man. 86 East University Parkway there in Orem. Go take advantage of it. 1967 South, 300 West in Salt Lake. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go Tony You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Stop. 
Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you about our friends at RGS Exteriors. They will improve the curb appeal for your house with James Hardy, Brick, Stone, and Stucco Exteriors, along with Soffit, Fascia, and Rain Gutters. Check them out at rgsutahsiding.com. Gordon, let's uh, continue on with your list. We're going to move Moments of Madness to 550, so stay tuned for that. We uh, are on to the, what, Elite Eight, Austin? Yeah, so, day one today. All right, so we'll get to that coming up at 5.50. But, uh, Gordon, I understand there's still a couple of items on the list we need to knock off. Yeah, I have a number of them. The first one is this. Is the handshake dead, Jake? Are high fives dead and gone? I I still I still enjoy the high five, but uh, I've put my, my uh, high-fiving on hiatus for the time being. When's the if last the time you high-fived someone? Oh, I high-five people all the time. Really? You don't high five people anymore. I think it's not a, since I was a child. I like the high five. I'm a fan. Jake used to high five his dates. <laughs> well, you know, you want to be respectful. <laughs> high five. It's a good way of saying, "Hey, I really enjoyed myself." If the big show were to come up with a different form of greeting, what would it be? Does it have to have some sort of uh, like personal contact? Uh, well, yes. I mean, I was thinking of this. How about the big show foot bump? The foot bump? Yeah. Uh, what else you got? That way, you know, you just put your foot out and and you hit each other's feet, and you know you can keep your distance that way. Extended leg, you know. I mean, I'm not talking about punting somebody. <laughs> I'm just saying, extend the foot and just sort of, you know, bump bump feet. I, no? I I kind of like the the chicken wing, right? You know what I mean the the elbow to elbow, the, the elbow to elbow. How about how we've always greeted each other with a "Great, you're here," <laughs> with a "Oh, terrific." <laughs> Austin's arrived. Great. Oh man, you're you're back from vacation, Austin. Oh geez. I don't know. This feels like something that uh, you know we can. We can go back to shaking hands and high fiving after uh, this. This whole thing is all said. How about and done. finger guns? Hey, I like finger guns. It's, well, it's good. It's what's a finger gun? What do you mean? What's a finger gun? Like you form guns with your fingers and go, hey. hey. Oh, I got you. Okay. Did Fonzie used to do that? I don't know. <laughs> Gordon's Idol, Fonzie. Uh, oh no, not quite. Anyway, I, I he was know. more I, of a potsy guy. I was, uh, or maybe a knee bump. How about knee? Knee to knee. You could really hurt somebody doing that, though, maybe. Yeah, you're pretty bent on this lower body contact thing, Gordon. Well, I'm just trying to keep distance, you know, but still make somebody feel like, hey, I'm acknowledging you. You're here. Hi, how are you? You can't get too close. I don't know. All right. Are you uh, are you guys big fans of cheerleaders at sporting events? Does that uh, does that enhance your sports experience? Sure. Cheerleaders, yes or no? I don't know. Seem to encourage spirit. That's probably not a bad thing at a sporting event, right? Uh, it's kind of 1950s, you know. Not the way. No, because there's like they're more like stunt teams now. It's really, really cool the stuff they are able to do, throwing each other in the air and stuff like that. It's really, really cool. So how about dancers? Dancers, okay. Sure. How about marching bands at football games? I'm fine with marching. Ah, they're a little too sexy for my taste. That's know. a little too 1930s. <laughs> uh, isn't that a little? Isn't that a little 30s? It's a little militaristic. Uh, how about mascots? You all in on mascots? 
I, I get their purpose. They're not my cup of tea, but yeah. All but the, the human mascots, like the, the leprechaun at Notre Dame. Give me a costumed mascot. Don't give me a human mascot. Is they, what, like, why are like we... Pecos Pete? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, are we, why are we going down this road? I don't know. Why not? How about dunk team? Is that all right? Sure. A woman in Pennsylvania was arrested uh, for going into a grocery store and intentionally coughing on the food. The store had to throw out $35,000 worth of food. Uh, she was coughing on produ- produce. And wait, 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 mm. 35K? That's what they said. Well, I think they, they got a little liberal throwing things out there, right? Thirty-five. Well, there's no know. way she, she could have coughed on $35,000 worth of merchandise. All I'm telling you is what it said in the report. And she was not even thought to have the uh, the coronavirus. But they just couldn't deal with that, so they threw it all away. Do you think that's an insurance claim or something? Is it, you think that's what that's going on there? I don't know. Thirty five thousand dollars? Could you, if you were given five minutes free reign in a grocery store, do you think you could cough on thirty five thousand dollars worth of stuff? I mean, you know, like <laughs> like you, you're talking about produce. You know, an apple costs like twenty five cents, right? <laughs> I don't know. What is this? The price is right? I, 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 that's what I'm saying. I don't I'm just, know how much this stuff costs. That's got to be some insurance fraud, right? Thirty-five k? Had to throw away thirty-five thousand dollars worth of stuff. Well, what what gets into somebody's mind who who decides? I think I'm going to go into a produce section of a grocery store and just start coughing on everything on purpose. Gordon, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but a certain segment of our population is just horrible, <laughs> just terrible. <laughs> I don't speaking think I don't know if it's that big, but there's a certain segment that are just awful people. Speaking of uh, of uh, things that you aren't going to like, Jake, uh, bosses at some companies apparently are buying spy software to make sure that their employees uh, working from home are actually working. That seems a little extreme, no? This what, software, where? I guess they can check in on what uh, what their employees are doing on their computers. Uh, the whole the whole nine yards. Here's what I and and Gordon. It'll, it'll be really interesting to see what sticks in society after this is all said and done. But there has been kind of a, a paranoia about folks working from home that they're not actually working. And I wonder if if that if we get over that a little bit after this is all said and done. Regardless, or you know these paranoid bosses aside, isn't it about work product? That's not what. That's what I always. Yeah, you know, it's, it's didn't about, understand. It's, 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 it's if, about production, man. Produce what needs to be produced. Who cares where you're doing it? Right. So I, I always wondered about that. I mean, we're so focused on what is he up to? What is he doing? You can't work from home. They're just not going to work at all. Well, is their job getting done or not? That's what I never understood about that whole thing. Like, <laughs> like a, yeah, if, if the job isn't is getting it? done, well, maybe yeah. maybe they're just slacking off there at home. But, I mean, it, like my wife right now is, is working from home, right? If she just slept the whole day. They'd notice really quickly, you know, <laughs> and if the job is getting done to a satisfactory level, what do you care? Right. Yes. That's what I yep. don't understand about that whole thing. The whole paranoia of, you know, our folks working at home, people still have to do their jobs. I mean, you still have to get your job done. Hoarders say the psychology of hoarding is that it's a security blanket in times of anxiety. That's why people go to the store and buy everything under the sun. 
I well, I I understand the impulse that causes hoarders. Was that ever really a mystery to folks? You just need no. to you need to be realistic and not let the panic overtake you. Which yes. hoarding aside, I think is something that we all need to keep in mind going through this, this whole thing. This Let's, is what I hope happens on all this. If people want to you know stock up and, and do that over the next uh, six months, but don't don't go in there and clean out the store because you're freaking out in the moment. All that does is hurt your community, uh, your neighborhood, uh, people who shop at that store who would need things. It's just kind of selfish and, and silly and stupid, I think. Jake, a resort in Georgia is sponsoring a sweepstakes for the chance to play golf with PGA Tour player Charles Howell III. It made me think, how how would we do, how would you do playing with a with an accomplished pro like that? Would you be nervous? Would you be happy? Would you be loose? Would you be anxious? How do you think you'd do? Probably a little nervous at first, and then, yeah, you know, you're just playing golf after all, right? Yeah, it's, uh, PK I mean, when told you were... me about his experience playing golf with Mike Weir, and he said he was real nervous on the first uh, T and uh, he, I think he double bogeyed the first hole, but after that he went back to playing golf the way PK can, which is a high level of golf. Uh, he got used to it, and he was cool. It reminds me of my friend who ran that Bobby Jones tour that I've told you guys about. That would uh, the you know the first after the cut of tournaments, the pros who uh, missed the cut would be available to play on Saturday at a nearby course with a group of us or well-heeled corporate types who would pay big dollars to play with these guys. And that way they could recoup some of their money. But some of the amateurs were quite nervous playing with the pros. And uh, my, my friend said his advice to every single one of the amateurs was, no matter what you do, this professional is going to think you suck. So don't overcook it. Don't get nervous. Don't do anything different than what you normally do because you're not going to impress this guy no matter what. I think that's pretty good advice. No doubt. All right, Gordon, coming up at the top of the 5 o'clock hour, we're going to talk to Dan Lohman. He is the director of the film The Clown Prince of Basketball about Hot Rod Hundley. Hot Rod uh, passed five years ago today, so we'll talk to him at the top of the 5 o'clock hour. Coming up next, it's the Not Sports Report. Drops of the day at 5.30 and our moments of madness at 5.50. Stay tuned. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Shop online at LHMUsedCars.com. Gordo, where are we going today? We are going to Virginia. Okay. Uh, I don't know how you guys are going to react to this one, but I'll give it a whirl, all right? Have you ever been in a tra- what's the, what's the what's the uh strangest reason you've been in a traffic jam? Um 
I was once like a like a a felony stop of a car. Uh, like a, we we were driving along Wasatch Boulevard. Your car? No, no, no. So I, I'm driving with a we're driving with a buddy. We're going along Wasatch Boulevard. It's probably like eleven o'clock at night, and we hear a, a helicopter. You know, <laughs> and the helicopter is right over us, and then we see these cops just sailing by us at an extraordinary amount of speed. And uh, eventually we came to a stop and we were three cars back from like there were cops behind their doors with their guns drawn and the the helicopter was spotlighting this car. Like, I don't know. I don't know what the the crime was, I guess, that they were uh, they were addressing, but they were pretty serious about it. We had to stay there for a while, probably like a like a half an hour while they apprehended and gotten all that taken care of. So that's probably it. Oh, I once went to, we went to San Francisco on a vacation, and uh, when, the day we got there, we got in a traffic jam because Hillary Clinton had just arrived for her uh, campaign speech, and the day we were leaving, trying to get back to the airport, we were stuck in a traffic jam because President Obama had now caused a traffic jam to get to the Hillary Clinton speech, so that was fun. And there's no way for you to have known that that was going to be going on at the times you were going to have to be driving on through there, right? I well, mean, and this was, I wasn't driving. I was trying to walk through the place. It was, but yeah. it was all shut down, yeah. Uh, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to one-up anybody uh-huh. here, but I, I was driving from Vegas to That's LA. a good story. I don't think I can top that. <laughs> and we we were we got up early on uh, in the morning to uh, try and beat the traffic going out of Vegas. Was Juice and Newton so, driving or uh, Sylvester? And it was it was in the middle of the summer. It's like and through the desert there. It was like a hundred and some degrees, and there was a this huge traffic jam. I mean, it just going up over the California border, and there was a police action going on up there. But we were stuck on the road for like two hours, and trucks' tires were melting on the road. It was so hot, and, and, and that you know how the tread would fly, flies off. Uh, it was so miserable, and we had kids with us, and it was like 115 degrees outside. It was really rather frightening. But in Virginia, uh, this is what happened along a certain stretch of highway. A cow fell out the back of a livestock trailer and uh, started running back and forth across the the highway. And so traffic came to an absolute standstill. And it took an hour before the cow could be, you know, people could come in to properly uh, contain the cow and uh, get it out of there. So it was a it was a full hour before the traffic started moving. No, stop it! We just we just sat through all of that for a moo a moo joke a cow joke. Oh. It was it was it was another disaster. And, oh, stop! Stop right there. No more cow jokes. <laughs> That's it. You got a beef worst, with me? Worst not sports report of all time. Probably. And that's really... <laughs> it's so bad. 
I know. It's, so it's horrible. <laughs> it's so it bad. Is, it is really bad. All right. Joining us coming up I next. I apologize. I apologize. Please Dan, apologize to Tom and to everybody else on that. Dan Lohman, director of the Clown Prince of Basketball about Hot Rod Hunley, joins us coming up right around the corner. So stay tuned for that. But joining us now, our good friend Tom from the Warehouse 2 location. Uh, location still open, still serving you with the best deals in town. In fact, the best deals ever. 86 East University Parkway, 1967 South, 300 West. And I can say that, Tom, because I've been hearing you give our listeners good deals for a while now, and you are totally pulling out all the stops now. Listen, I'm standing, I'm doing something different because normally we're sitting at a table when you guys come down here. I'm going to walk the floor and just go deal to deal to deal. Remember, 24 months, no interest for 24 months on approved credit through Citibank. I have a reclining sofa. It's got three recliners with two consoles. So there's four cup holders. This is a wedge sectional that reclines. It's kind of, uh, let's call it buckwheat in color. It's normally $29.99. We have it boom priced at $22.99. I have two of them. How about $12.99? I'm moving on. I've got an Ashley sectional. This is a corner sofa love seat sectional. It's basically the square sectional. It's gray, beautiful. They are nine ninety nine. How about how about we go six hundred and ninety nine dollars? That's unbelievable. How about we move over to the? We did this earlier. I have um, this is a sectional. It's a chase sectional. You can get right hand chase or left hand chase. Your choice. And it has a storage ottoman. We're going to boom it out of here at six ninety nine. But it also on the sofa side, not the chase side, the center seat has a drop-down console with two cup holders. This is really cute. It's got nail heads all the way around it and around the ottoman. Really incredible deal. Instead of ten ninety nine, six ninety nine. Then I have another Ashley Chase sectional, regular, eight ninety nine. Uh, Clayton told me we have to sell it today. How about $549? That's unbelievable. And then don't forget adjustable beds. Queen adjustable bed with mattress, $399. If you want a little nicer mattress, $449. If you want a, uh, an 8-inch gel-infused memory foam mattress, $499. That includes the motorized adjustable bed. We have the best deals ever, and we need your help through this challenging time. Come and see us at the warehouse. Boom. You're the man, Tom. Thank you so much. Check them out. Take advantage of it. It's Tom from the Warehouse. Two locations for you. One in Orm, 86 East University Parkway. One in Salt Lake City, 1967 South, 300 West. Coming up next, we're going to talk a little bit about Hot Rod Hunley with Dan Lohman, director of the movie The Crown Prince, uh, or excuse me, The Clown Prince of Basketball. That's coming up straight ahead here on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.